Welcome back to the Finding Justice podcast with your host, me, Justice Castro. Now, with today's case, it's still an ongoing investigation, so I don't really have a whole lot of detail on it. But I do want to share with you the information that I do have on it just because I feel like shining more information on this is going to help a whole lot more. And there's just so many questions around this entire case. So today we are going to talk about the murder of Jelani Day. I feel like the best place to start is to go over who Jelani Day is. So Jelani Day lived in Bloomington, Illinois, but was originally from Danville. He is the second youngest of five siblings. In 2018, he graduated from Alabama A&M at the top of his class with a bachelor's in speech pathology. In 2021, he started his first semester at grad school in Illinois State University in the Communication Science and Disorders Department. He lived in an off-campus apartment in Bloomington. He was a huge mama's boy and would call her multiple times a day, and she would joke about him being the bill collector because he would call so much. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I call my mom a lot, so I fully understand this. But with all of this, Jelani's father has been battling cancer as well, so he would go up to Chicago and sit in the hospital with his dad and encourage him and pray with him, and his dad needed a bone marrow transplant in which Jelani was the only match. So he was all around just an amazing man from all of the reports that I have read and researched on him. He was out there doing his best and working towards his goals and, of course, staying very involved with his family life. Now, the heartbreak of this entire case starts on the 24th of August, but I am going to back it up a day. So on August 23rd, he talked to his mama and this would be the last time his mom had talked to him so he called her multiple times that day like normal and then he texted her once again before he went to bed now we go on to the 24th of august where he had logged onto a school computer in the morning and did some research at 7 20 a.m cameras placed him getting a coffee on his campus 9.15 a.m. cameras placed him at Beyond Hello Cannabis Dispensary. Now, along with this, he was supposed to meet up with one of his professors to talk about a project, but he never showed up. And to him, that kind of was off. So his professor kind of thought it was off as well because he was always on time. He always showed up, but... She figured, okay, well, he's in class with me later at 1, so I will just see him then and talk to him then. But he didn't show up for that class as well. The next day, when he didn't show up for class again, his professor just kind of felt off about it, and so she called the campus police and asked them to do a welfare check on him at his apartment because it wasn't like him not to show up. So, and I mean... He's in a graduate, like, school, so he's paying big money for this and not showing up for someone who is as determined as he is. It just, it's not right. Something's off. So 
The cops went down to the office to get his address, but Jelani never updated his address to his new one, so they went over to his old address where his older brother was, which this kind of all alerted his family. He had called his mom, his older brother had called his mom and said, hey, the cops are here, they're looking for Jelani, they want to know when the last time that you have heard from him. And his mom thought that she had heard from him on Tuesday, but in reality, it was actually Monday. So when she was going through her phone and checking all the times and dates, it was actually that Monday that she had talked to him last. Now, his mom had called and called, but it kept going straight to voicemail. So she said that sometimes he would silent his phone because he was studying or doing clinicals. So she just texted him saying, call me ASAP. But she never got a response. So his brother went to Bloomington and said that Jelani wasn't there and he called his mom and let her know. So this, of course, led his mom to call the professor in which contacted the campus police and she let her know that Jelani did not show up for class. And so this triggered Jelani's mom into calling his friends. So, of course, she's covering all the basics like Let's talk to the person that reported it. Let's talk to his friends and see when the last time they all talked to him. But none of them had talked to him in a day or two. So this basically got her really concerned. So she called the cops and filed a missing persons report, which I mean, hello, of course, you're going to do that. Your child's missing. No one's heard from him in a day and two. And that's just not like him. So the cops basically dismissed his mom, saying that he's probably at some girl's house, no big deal. And then, you know, the basic, like, he's being a college boy and all that stuff. So that was probably really rough on his mom, and it probably would have pissed me off, too. So she took matters into her own hands, and she called his credit card company, and this is when they found out he bought that coffee on campus. And then she fought with AT&T to get his phone records, and his last ping was at 9.20 a.m. on Tuesday. Now, if you remember, that's around the same time he was at the dispensary. And I do want to add note in here real quick. Um, Before he went to the dispensary, he had changed into different clothes. So when he was on campus, he was in this blue button-down shirt and his nice slacks. And then when he changed, he was like in this black, I believe, graphic t-shirt and different pants. I want to say he was in shorts, but that might not be correct. But needless, needless to say, he changed his clothing. On August 25th, a white Chrysler is found in a wooded area in Peru, Illinois, which is about an hour away And it turned out to be Jelani's car. So his mom said he doesn't know anyone in Peru, that there would be no reason for him to be here, well, there, and it just makes no sense. Now, the thing about this wooden area that his car was found, only locals knew about it, which adds a bit more confusion to the entire thing. So a few days go by... And let me tell you right now, this mama hasn't stopped at anything to find her son. She had searched 
The last area he was seen at, she put up a $25,000 reward for information. She's doing everything a mom would do if her baby was missing. On September 2nd, Jelani's wallet was found only because it was turned in by some random person. She had said that she had seen some man drop it and it was a completely different area than where the car was found. And then on September 4th, a body was found in the Illinois River off of the Illinois 251 Bridge in LaSalle County. So officials said it was going to take weeks to identify the body. And his mom ended up fighting, not like physically fighting, but she ended up trying to get the information out of the cops if it was her son or not. And I mean... You're searching for your son and then a body turns up. Of course, you're going to go in and you're going to question if it's your son or not. But she felt like the cops basically brushed her off. But they did tell her that the body was so badly decomposed that it was going to take a while. So she got his dental records and brought in DNA for them to compare it to. And on September 23rd, 19 days later, they identified the body of Jelani Day through dental records. Now, the weird thing about this is that the body was completely naked. They found the clothes he was wearing at his school in his car, but not the clothes he was wearing at the dispensary. And there have been reports saying his organs were pretty much liquefied. And I'm sorry, this is a little bit um, graphic, but there has also been reports that his eyes were missing and his brain. Now... There has been reports saying, like, his mom has said that that wasn't the case. There's other reports saying that his mother had said that this is not an organ harvesting case. This is a murder case, in which that I fully agree with her. There has been so many questions revolving around this case. And like I said, with so little information, it's been a challenge to piece it together. So my biggest thing is... How did his body get that badly decomposed that quickly? And I understand that the water could possibly, like, speed up that process and stuff like that. But there's just so much. And how did he get there? So there was speculation. The cops kind of made it seem like he willingly did it and he, like, drowned. But his mom said that would not be the case because, as I stated before, he was giving his bone marrow to his dad he was the only match and also he was an athletic guy so he was a swimmer before so there was no way he would have drowned and there's just so many different factors that just like I said it just doesn't make sense and unfortunately this is where this episode is going this is the end of it because I don't have much more information to give you on it um but Obviously, someone out there knows something. Someone has to know something. This family deserves answers, and Jelani deserves justice. If you know anything about the murder of Jelani Day, please call the Bloomington police and talk to Detective Paul Jones at 309-434-2548 and let his mama get the answers she deserves. Thank you for listening to this episode of Finding Justice. 
If you want to follow this case, you can do so over on Instagram at Finding Justice Podcast. If you have any questions or there's a case that you would like me to cover, please feel free to reach out and let me know. I will add it to my case list. And I like to discuss more of these cases too. A lot of people have brought different attention to details for other cases as well. So I would like to keep on updating this case also until this mama gets some answers. And I will be releasing another episode the following Tuesday. So I will talk to you guys then.